What you read today, these are beautiful words. We should read them daily and keep them in our heart. Continuously meditate on the word, those words that you read so that they may shape your soul, shape your thinking, shape your life, and shape your personality. Paul is teaching us how to live as a Christian. As a matter of fact, how to live as a good human being. These are marks of Christians, and these are visible marks of being a good person. You don't become haughty, but associate with the lowly. You extend hospitality to strangers. How beautiful it is to live like that. Whether you're Christians or not doesn't matter. It is what a good human being is supposed to do and supposed to live. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. It sounds simple, but it's important, but we don't do that. People don't do that. Many times people are just jealous with those who rejoice, and they are indifferent to those who weep. We don't really care about those who are weeping. We just don't know how to feel for others. St. Paul is telling us, feel for others. That's what a good human being does. Feel for others. That is a beautiful attitude. attitude. Instead of being indifferent to people around you, your family or friends or people around you, instead of being so self-centered that you cannot even feel for them, Feel for them. But Paul left the most important and most difficult topic at the end. He said all these things, but he said at the end, what is the most important? That's what I'm going to talk about today. Do not avenge yourself. Even if you keep all those in the front, if you, do, you are not good at this, then your life will not be good. Do not avenge. Bless those who persecute you. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. They are thirsty, give them something to drink. That's what differentiates a good person from an ordinary person. That's what good human beings, good Christians do. But what Paul is telling us to do is very, very difficult. Very hard. How can you bless your enemies? How can you bless those who did evil to me? How can you bless them? Our whole body protests against that. Every cell of my body shouts, No way! No way! 
At best, I can ignore what they have done to me, but I can never bless them. That is impossible. Taylor Swift said, there is nothing I do better than revenge. Yes, that's what I want to do. We can all identify with that. We don't even need to practice to do that because we are already very good at it. It is our automatic response when we are hurt. Somebody strikes you, you strike back. We believe that we are entitled to do that. We have the right to do that. Maybe we do. Maybe you do. Paul is not saying that you don't. Paul is saying, don't do it anyway. Why? Not just because you don't have the right, but because it is not good for you. Because it's not good for you. It doesn't help you. Don't do that. Mahatma Gandhi said, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Oh, true. Yes, it destroys both. It destroys you and it destroys those who hurt you. Actually, when Moses gave this uh, commandment, eye for an eye instruction, he gave that instruction for the sake of being fair. When somebody takes your eye, just take their eye. Don't take their nose and ears and everything. Be civil. Don't be a savage. Just one eye, not two eyes either. That's fair. That was what, that's Moses' ethics. Ethics of being fair. Jesus, he was the was one step further. He said this. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil door. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat and give your cloak as well, and if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. A very different idea. A very different standard. Same as what St. Paul said. Bless those who hurt you. Bless and do not curse them. That is Jesus' way of living our life. Very difficult. Very hard. It sounds unreasonable. It doesn't sound rational either. I believe that there is a good reason behind that. And that good reason, that's what I'm going to talk about today. When evil is done to you, it hurts. Yes, it hurts. When you're betrayed, when you're backstabbed, 
and somebody wrongfully accuse you, spread wrong rumors, it hurts. No one is immune from the feeling of that hurt, and it is okay to feel hurt. You don't have to pretend that it doesn't hurt. You don't have to pretend that it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. Yes, it hurts. You don't need to feel bad about feeling hurt. Several years ago when I went to Ohio for a conference, it's a listening lab. I heard a minister telling us this story. He went to another town to preach. And while he was preaching, he realized that there was a couple. And they used to be their uh, old member. And he uh, moved on. And after the service, they approached him and he kindly greeted them and hi, how are you, nice and everything. But in the evening when he came back home, uh, to his hotel room, all of a sudden his body was filled with hives and he was got like a shiver came to me. He didn't know what, why. And he realized that that hurt that couple imposed on him. He was still hurting from that hurt. Yes, when somebody does evil to you, it hurts. It doesn't go away easily. But it doesn't stop there. Evil does not stop there. It's not Evil is not just hurting you. It often creates a vengeful heart. Vengeful heart. And brings darkness within you. It does not just hurt you, but it takes you into a dark place that you don't want to be. When you're hurt, you want to avenge yourself. You feel that you have to do it. You cannot do, you cannot do anything about that negative emotions within you. You have to do some, somehow you have to release it. Otherwise, it will destroy me. That's why they cannot take that negative emotion, negative energy within themselves and they let out. And often in a vengeful way. It doesn't help you many times, does it? Even if you release it, did it help? It made you feel worse. That's what the researchers found out. Kevin Carlson, Timothy Wilson, and Daniel Gilbert, and they studied on this revenge. And they said in their studies, while participants thought that they they feel better after exacting revenge. The researchers found the very opposite. It wasn't just that punishing the transgressor didn't provide a release, but that it in fact made participants focus and ruminate about both the transgressor and the transgression more. It enslaves you 
born again. Yes, momentarily, you may feel good because you release it. But in the end, it is not good for you. You'll feel worse. Not only you feel worse, if, it, if the hurt turns into a vengeful heart, it will take you to a very dark place. And you don't want to go there. This vengeful heart is much more difficult to deal with than the hurt you feel. You don't want to you don't want your hurt to create a vengeful heart. Living out a vengeful heart takes away joy from you. You cannot be happy. You can never be happy with a vengeful heart. Being hurt, yes, it is painful. But living with a vengeful heart, that's much, much more difficult to live. But not everyone turns hurt into vengeful heart. Dr. Joseph Burble said in his book, The Narcissist You Know, the more narcissistic you are, the more tendency you will create vengeful. The more narcissistic you are, you have more narcissistic injury. And to deal with that injury, they inflict that injury on others. You dare to, you dare to do that to me, and I will do that to you. So not everyone turns the hurt into a vengeful heart. We Christians have a better way. We Christians are equipped to deal with our hurt in a healthy way. Knowing our weaknesses, God has provided us with a mechanism to deal with our heart, with our hurt. That is grace. God's grace. God has given us grace. After KSM service, one gentleman, older gentleman, he's close to 80, he came to me, Reverend, the demon that I have struggled all my life, 80 years, now through that sermon, now I'm free. I feel relieved. Thank you for the message you sent. He said, from family members, from friends, even from church, he received so much pain and hurt. And then that was relieved. I was happy to hear that. That is the power grace. With the power of grace, we can deal with our hurt in a healthy way.
when grace is strongly present in your life, your hurt will not turn into a vengeful heart. You don't hurt others just because you're hurt. You don't need to. Because by doing that, you will hurt more. You'll be hurt more. Let the grace of God work in your life. When the power of grace is so powerfully working in your life, you don't let the evil do that to you. The grace within you will protect you from the evil. The grace will deliver you from evil as Jesus taught us to pray. Deliver us from evil. That's what grace does. God's grace will turn cursing into blessing. St. Paul said, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Deal with evil done to you with God's grace. The only way to deal with evil is not with evil, but with good. When grace is powerfully working in your life, then you can bless those Without the help of grace, that's not possible. You have to hurt others. But with the grace of God, you can bless those who persecute you. That is overcoming evil with good. That's what Jesus did on the cross. While on the cross, he prayed for those, the forgiveness of those who persecuted him. The whole cross is overcoming evil with good. Jesus' whole life is overcoming evil with good. That is the kind of life Jesus showed us and taught us. Overcome evil with good. When you're able to do that, you become winner of life. Nothing can destroy you. Once you have that powerful presence, nothing can destroy you. You become the winner of life. You don't need to live with damaged soul, damaged spirit anymore. Nothing can damage you. You'll be that strong. That is real sign of strength. Instead of being easily hurt and turning that hurt into another hurt, instead of doing that, let the grace of God work in your life. Then the cursing will turn into blessing. Then you will become the light. Not like a gentleman who is 80 years old. He has accumulated so much pain and hurt all these lives. You are still young. Maybe 20, you are 15 or whatever. You are still young. From young, when you are young, don't accumulate that hurt within you and 
turn that into a vengeful heart. You don't need to do that. That's not the only way to deal with those who persecute you. Those who did evil to you. There is a better way. Be saved. Be redeemed. 